What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County, Season 4, with a spotlight on York College. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review our podcast, 17 County Podcast. Doing this helps grow our podcast, and so we appreciate the help from our listeners. Um, we would also like to take, uh, take a moment to thank our members. Um, without these great, great members, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at York County Development Corporation. So I would like to thank members um, such as uh, Central Valley Ag, Black Hills, Cornerstone Bank, uh, Overland Park, uh, just to kind of name a few. Members can be found at our membership directory, or if you're interested in learning more about becoming a member, you can find this at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com, and we'll get into the interview. Our guest today comes from the Golden State. She fell in love with softball at a very young age and has only uh, fell more in love over the years. Um, in 1998, um, after only one year at York College, um, this woman convinced uh, the then president of the college to keep the program and help recruit um, new players and uh, coaches to the program. And since that day, uh, Ronnie has not looked back. Uh, she is in her seventh year as head coach uh, for the York women's softball team. And I just want to welcome to the show today, uh, Ronnie Miller. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Perfect, perfect. So our fun little segment we have here, um, imagine you are walking through um, the Beaver Creek trails. Um, you stumble upon a time machine. Uh, I guess you don't know it's a time machine until you read the note. Uh, it's just a weird box up until that point. Uh, on that note, though, it says um, there's enough energy, enough power for one trip for you to go somewhere and come back. So you do get to come back. That's good. Um, when and where do you want to go? Well, um, family is really, really important to me. And so I think that I would probably go back to the day before my grandpa passed away. And I would ask him so many questions that um, I never got to ask him. You know, I, he passed away when I was almost 16 years old. And, and so when you're a 16 year old, you don't think about asking grandpa. You what know, did you about, do when you were, yeah. yeah, yeah what was like, your job? Right, what was your yeah, teens yeah, like? Yeah, like what did you do? Um, how did, you know, how, how, how did you and grandma meet? Like I would have loved to have had oh, those story. stories yeah. to like, have written down to tell my children and um I and I just I never got to ask him those questions and so some of those questions are still just like a mystery to me and my family so I, I would go back to that day and just sit at his feet and just ask questions just many questions yeah as, as many as I could ask no that that, that sounds like a, a great yeah Great time. So yeah. family, very important to you. Yeah, absolutely. Everything. So you must have a big family then? Yeah. Or... Yep. I am the baby girl of five siblings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, growing up in the Central Valley and um, my family had a farm, a vineyard, and uh, my grandpa and my dad and his brother and then my brothers ran mm -hmm. the farm. And Do you have cousins or like aunts have, and uncles? Uh, aunts and uncles and cousins. I have a huge family. Um, yeah. Yeah, huge both family. sides with me. Yeah, uh, my mom sides. has six siblings and yeah. my dad well, had like my five. Dad, my dad has a brother and a sister, so they have a smaller side. But um, on my mom's side, 
Yeah, she has a ton of siblings. She'll probably be mad that I don't know the exact number right now. <laughs> but yeah, she has a ton of siblings, and they have a ton of kids. And anytime we can get together and see each other, which unfortunately it has know, not it's, been. It's usually like funerals when we see each other now, which is sad. And But as often as we can just see each other, it's just, it's awesome. Because, yeah, it's a it's a big family. Definitely. That, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, that's yeah. great because that keeps you busy then too. Oh, yeah. I mean, always things to do. So you talked a little bit about growing up in the Valley. Um, tell me more about, you know, what life was like growing up uh, in the Central Valley. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Madera, California. It's a smaller, I mean, compared to York, Nebraska, we're huge, obviously, <laughs> but like... California-wise, small. California-wise, we were a small farming community, you know. Um, most of my friends came from farming families. You know, I went to a smaller elementary school and you know but we're very um kind of like york you know duke pride we're very prideful too in madera Um, back then we only had one high school so madera coyotes everything was about the everything was coyotes yeah Yeah, everything was coyotes now there's oh gosh three high schools now in my hometown um but yeah you know i have friends that i went to preschool with who are still friends of mine to this day you know there's uh there's uh, four girls that we've all we've been best friends since we were little, and uh, we're still very very close and um, have been a part of each other's weddings and you know births of children and you know it's just awesome that I can say that I've been friends with someone since I was four years old, you know and and uh, we just have that really cool community you know and uh, yeah you know I mean Madera Central Valley um, sports is also a big deal that's why I started playing softball my dad coached a little little league and he coached pop corner football and then he coached Bobby Sox softball which is like a rec softball program and and so my siblings all played sports and uh, you know I'm the baby girl so of course you know I got to watch big brother and big sister do things and uh, I just kind of followed along I'm gonna keep up too. You're probably the one that was yeah. trying to go do things. You probably were a little bit too young to probably do. Yeah, and... <laughs> you know they were definitely much better at the sport than I was. Um, they may argue that, but they absolutely were better than me. But I, they're gonna hate this because I'm sure they'll listen to this. But I think I was smarter because I got to watch them play so much. That For sure. I, Loved the strategy of the game. I mean, I knew when I was little that I was going to coach. Like, I knew I was not going to be some important softball player, but I I was going to understand the game and I was going to coach. And I loved sitting with other coaches and asking them, you know, why they did it that way or, or would you have rather done this? And my high school coach will tell you, too, when I was a freshman in high school, I got injured. And so I got to sit next to her a lot that first season as a freshman, and she would come back into the dugout and, my maiden name's Ariano, and she would be like, Ariano, you know, what did you think of that last play? And uh, I would say, oh. Should have done this, like, maybe oh, that. I don't know if I would have squeezed in that moment, you know, or, or man, I yeah, know that was awesome. Like, yeah, I would have done that. And um, I think she saw also at a young age that I, that I would coach probably someday too, and she still is probably my biggest mentor. You know, I love calling her and talking to her about, uh, her name's Judy Schaubach, and I, I loved, I love calling Coach Schaubach and, you know, telling her about what I'm going through or, you know, what I'm doing or what I need or what are you guys doing right now that's making you so successful or I have this issue with a player. How do I handle it? You know, how did you handle me when I was a player? You know, I love going back and talking to her about that. 
Right, right. And so, um, what did your parents do? What, what, what did they? Were they farmers? Was that my what you said? dad was a farmer. Yeah, yeah. He farmed our land, and my mom um, was a librarian at an elementary school, a couple of elementary schools in Madera, California. When my dad retired um, in the two, in gosh, I don't even know, in the two thousands, he actually um, the new high school was built, and so he became the equipment manager at the new high school, kind of as a retirement job. And right. You must stay really, busy, but not too busy. Yeah, it was really cool for him because a lot of the coaches on campus, my dad coached them. So whenever uh, they needed something, it was still, you know, oh, Coach Ariano, you know, can you get this for us? Or, oh, this, that, that. And so he just retired from that a few years ago now. So now him and my mom are both fully retired um, living in California. The thing I love about sports, and you've done it twice now, is once you have a coach, they're always coach. Coach Shawback. Coach. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I love yeah. that, you know, that's an awesome thing about sports because it just shows how much you respect that person and just truly appreciate their opinion and value what oh, they yeah. think and how they can input into your life and everything. Oh yeah, that's super I, I cool. think it's the like highest level of respect when one my former players still call me Coach Miller. I think that that's like, I don't know, I I, I just think that that's so cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have no reason to be doing that, yep. but they still they still mm -hmm. want to do it. So that's yep. that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So how did you come up to falling in love with softball? I mean, you mentioned that your siblings did a lot of sports. Yeah. Where was uh. They do baseball, softball, or were you just like anybody else in your family do softball? Yeah, I mean, my older brother, John, and my sister, Vanessa, played softball. I was very little, though, um, but I mean, I remember going to my brother's baseball games and my sister's softball games. My sister, Vanessa, didn't really, um, I don't know if she didn't like softball, but she just didn't really go along with that. It wasn't really her thing. But my sister, Vicky, started playing softball, um, and she's three or three years older than me, and um, Vicky was really good right away and very competitive and I just loved watching it and so it was just one of those things where like of course I was going to play so you know I started playing when I was four years old that's when you could play organized sports in California like a rec program Bobby Sox and um, you know so at age four uh, I, it, it just sort of happened you know you just start playing and then I started playing travel softball um, when I was eight, I think you couldn't play until you were nine, but somehow I got, I slid right in. My friend Angela and I, they, they were able to like, just, I don't, don't know ask, they don't, did. Don't ask yeah. how old they are. I have no idea how that worked. Actually, I don't know if it was like a bench warmer, I am 12 kind of a thing or not. But This person's like, not going to play, they're just going to sit on the yeah. end of the bench. And, but we yeah. got to play. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, and so once I started playing travel softball, um, ASA, it was, you know, it was over. It was very competitive, and I knew that I wanted to play in college. How how far did you travel? What kind of travel league was that? Was it just like a regional thing where you traveled throughout Southern California, or did you travel up and down the coastline, or did you come into Texas or something? Yeah, what actually, kinda... we traveled all over. Um, for softball, we went up and down California. We went to Texas. We went to Illinois. We went to Hawaii. Um, my sister went to Tennessee and Georgia. Um, every year, uh, my family kind of based our family vacation on where was softball nationals at. <laughs> and so I remember the year when uh, we qualified for nationals and they were like, okay, family vacation in normal Illinois. I thought, wow, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> Normal Illinois, this is... At least it's not cold during softball vacation. season, so, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and so, um, but the trips to Hawaii were really cool. I went to Hawaii four times, and the first time was just went to watch my sister play, and then the next three were I got to be on the team, and so I got to play, and 
Um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, softball's definitely taken me a lot of places. I was just going to say that, you know, softball has taken you yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's that's super cool. Oh, yeah. So how did you, when did you know that you were going to play in college? Was there, was there a moment, um, like, as a sophomore or maybe even as a freshman where you're like, okay, I want to do this, like, for real, for real? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it was just always expected. You know, okay. once you just kind of start playing travel ball and your parents start spending a lot of money on you to play, they, it's kind of like, you better play in college. And uh, my pitching coach, Leroy Zimmerman, he never charged us a penny, like, at all. Like, I did not pay him one cent to be my pitching coach. And he saw me multiple times, sometimes in a week, uh, to wow. get me ready for games that weekend or games that week um i started going to see him when i was nine years old and i continued to see him until he passed away and uh you know i think i just felt like i didn't have a choice like i they, coach zimmerman coach z is what we called him he did everything for me my parents did so much for me i mean i better play in college mm-hmm. you know and uh and there was a, a moment where i thought man i don't know i, I don't think i want to play i think that's why i decided to go the junior college route because I knew that, um, you know, I just, I just didn't know if I wanted it to be that big of a priority to me. And so I went to a junior college first and then that's when I realized, oh man, I really miss it. I do want to play competitively. And then I remembered to go to college. Yeah. Part of that. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. That you had to like kind of miss it a little bit to kind of want it, but sometimes that's what it takes is oh, yeah. that little spark of, this is a passion of mine. Right. I do love this. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Um, so arrival at your college. So talk to me a little bit about your junior college experience and then how you arrived at your college and what kind of that looked like. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd probably have to go back a little bit further. So I grew up going to the Sunset Avenue Church of Christ in Madera, California. And the Church of Christ is the affiliate of what your college, you know, we are a Church of Christ college. And um, I grew up going to church camp and my parents were the cooks at church camp and still some of my best friends, you know, um, the closest people I, I, that I've ever, I've ever been to ever my whole life. I've come from church camp and that Sunset Avenue Church of Christ. And um, while I was at church camp one year, York College sent a recruiter out um, to just spend the week with us. And that was Stuart Sykes. Who still lives here in New York? Yep. And uh, Stuart um, came to our church camp, and he was just so much fun. And um, I had nationals the weekend after church camp every year, and so my dad would make me wake up in the morning and pitch because I was a pitcher. And uh, one morning, Stuart woke up to go on a run or a walk. I'm not really sure, but he saw me down at the softball field pitching to my dad, and and he came down and he said, oh, you play softball. And, you know, I said, yeah, I play. And he said, oh, you know, you should play in college. You should go to York College. And I laughed at him because <laughs> I said, there's no way I will ever move to Nebraska. Like, no way. I, I don't even know where Nebraska is. Like, I'm not moving to Nebraska. And the following year, he brought out a student um, who played on the softball team. And um, she caught me. And I remember um, her going back and telling the coach about me. And by this time, you know, I'm like in the eighth grade, eighth, eighth grade or freshman year of high school. And the coach started calling me when I was like a freshman in high school. And he would call me all the time. And Stuart became a good friend of our family. I mean, he became like a member of our family. And mm-hmm. um, so Stuart would call. So I, I would take Stuart's calls. But I remember I would ignore the coaches. I'm like, I'm not going to your college. Like, <laughs> Quit calling me. Yeah, like, please stop calling me. I've been to my senior year. Like, please stop calling me. Like, I am not moving to Nebraska. Like, 
and they would talk about this place, you know, where I would be a person and not a number and people would know my name and my professors would care about me. And, you know, they just talked about to me in my mind, like a fictional place. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, like I'm going to be a number wherever I go. Yeah, like like I, (laughs) yeah, it's just not going to happen. And I'm not, I don't know, like I, I'm not going to play softball in a way where people are going to remember me. Like I am an average player. Like I am not a superstar. So this is, they're not going to be named in the field after me once I graduate. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm good. Like I still just no thanks. And, uh, but then after my senior year of high school and I had a really great season my senior year, but after my senior year, I just thought, you know, I don't know if I want to play. So then that's when I decided just to go to Fresno city college to play or to just be a student and as soon as I got to City, um, I was in four lecture hall courses, and I was one of 500 students in every class. And I That's, was, that puts was, that to real, what they were just talking about. It yeah. was awful. I was row one, seat seat two. That was my name. You know, if I had a question, <laughs> they would say, oh, row one, seat two. And I would say, you can call me Ronnie. And they were like, no, nah, we don't need to learn your name. You know? I got and, eight other people that sit in that chair. Yeah, like, I like I... <laughs> Yeah, you're you're not important to us, and I hated it. I hated that I didn't see a familiar face every day. I couldn't find a parking spot. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was just awful. I think that's just colleges in general. I think they have like less purposely less spaces. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was just terrible. I couldn't stand it. You know, and so I thought, man, you know, I was like, man, Stuart used to talk to me about this place where it would be different, and you know what? I think I want to try it, and so. It was like the first or second week of December, and I called 1-800-950-YORK, and praying Stuart answered, and um, someone else answered and said, oh, Stuart doesn't work here anymore. Oh, no. And I was just heartbroken, and I thought, oh, no. They're like, no, no, he works at York College. He just doesn't work in admissions. Oh. <laughs> He's the registrar. And I said, okay, well, like, I want to come to York College. Like, I can you get me there in January? Am I too late? And... Um, the person on the phone said, you know, calm down. Like, what's your name? And I said, well, my name's Ronnie. And he's like, wait a minute. Are you from Madera? And I said, yes. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I'm from Fresno. And I'm like, what? And it was Matt Coppinger, who's now one of our women's soccer coaches, who was an admissions counselor at the time. And he said, I know you. You're Stuart's Ronnie. Um, that yeah, that like, had to just mean the world oh, right there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and within seconds, I was a name and a, I was a person here. Mm-hmm. Whereas for four months at Fresno City, I was a number. And I... I was lucky to even be that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> I just thought, man, okay, I want to do this. And so he sent me, like, everything I needed. I had some money left over in my savings account to buy a plane ticket. I bought a plane ticket. And, uh, you know, I just... I made the decision to come here. And on, like, Christmas Eve, I told my parents... Hey, uh, I'm moving to Nebraska January 12th. And they were mad. They were really mad. They couldn't believe I had done that, like behind their backs, and just thought I'd ruined my life. And, you know, I promise very, it'll be okay. Oh, yeah. I'm very upset. And I think it took weeks for my dad to talk to me, and, you know. And, and so I made the decision. So, January 12th, 1997, I moved to New York, Nebraska. And um, it was, besides marrying my husband, you know, the best thing I've ever done. For sure, yeah, because there's yeah. been, um, that's been great for you. Yeah. yeah. It has. Um, so how, 
what was that first season like? Were you on the team right away, or did you have to sit out that first year, or what was that kind of like? No, I was on the team right away. I was the only pitcher. So, well, we had another. Take that back. We did have another pitcher. She was a little wild. If she erratic. Listens, if she listens to this podcast, I apologize, but she knows it. She was definitely very wild, and uh, so I pitched every single game that season. Um, in fact, our my very first game I pitched, we went down to Lindsburg, Kansas, to play. And I remember seeing tractors on the field pushing snow off. And I thought, um, we're not playing today. Like, we're not playing. <laughs> and my coach was like, why not? Of course we're playing. And I'm like, there's snow on the field. Like, you can see snow <laughs> like on there's, the field. There's a, there's a... Like, we're not playing <laughs> today. And I remember uh, she was like, nope, we're playing. Like, we're playing today. <laughs> and it was the coldest I have ever been in my whole life. But I remember I struck out like nine or ten batters that day. But I think it's because they couldn't feel their fingers. On I was the gonna say they didn't want to swing. They're yeah, stiff. Yeah, I don't even think they had a swing. And I think I got like NAI Pitcher of the Week that week. And I just remember fell in love at with it. cold games. Yeah. Well, I just laughed at it because I thought, oh my gosh, this is like the worst. Like, what am I doing? You know, I'm a Californian and I am not in the right place. Like, this is terrible. Twenty eight is not a number I should ever see on my thermostat. Yeah, no, it was awful. And, and that's pretty much that first season. But man, I had so much fun playing with my teammates. Like, we just had so much fun and we didn't win any games. Like, that game that I was pitcher of the week, we didn't win that game. Oh, like, man. we didn't win any games that year. And and I came from programs that were championship programs and, you know, high caliber softball programs. And my team couldn't win a game, you know, we were terrible, but we, man, we loved each other so much. And, you know, playing softball was a bonus for me here. Mm -hmm. You know, I came here because I wanted to be a person in the classroom and I wanted, you know, my professors to know who I was and I wanted to join a sorority or like we call them clubs here. I wanted to join a club and, you know, I wanted to have a life and, and I got that, you know? And, and so, yeah, it was different, but it was a lot of fun. That first season, uh, so did you play, because you played, you didn't play JUCO, nope. so did you have four years of eligibility yeah, still left? I okay. Did, yeah, did yeah. you play all four then? I played all four. All four out? Yeah, I think I was the first, I think I'm, I think I'm the first York College softball person to play four seasons. Everybody else is usually a transfer in or? Well, no, the softball program had only started, I think maybe a year or two before me. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Here. So, and sense. then those girls were already gone, so they hadn't played four years. And I had a friend who I had come in with as a freshman, but she left after my junior year. And so she didn't play that fourth year. So, and I was the only senior in my senior year. So I, I think I was the first softball player at your college to play four years. When did you all learn that the program was in jeopardy? And then what was that? I mentioned a little bit at the beginning with your introduction, but mm -hmm. what was that response like? And then... You know, just tell me how the story kind of continued. Yeah, so my, I mean, obviously, you know, I told my parents I'd be gone for a semester. I'd come back. I'd go, I'll go to Fresno State. And that obviously did not work out because I loved York. I couldn't wait to get back. I knew I was going to be at school. I knew I was going to be here. I knew at 18 that I wanted to, I wanted to be here for the rest of my life. Like, I love York. Um, I want my, my family raised here. You know, this is where I want to be. And so... Um, my sophomore year, after the season was over, I believe our coach announced to us that she wasn't going to coach anymore and that um, she was going to concentrate on, on having a family, and uh, which is wonderful, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But we thought, man, okay, but what about us? Like, where do we go from here? And then we got word that um, 
think they had tried looking for a coach, but they couldn't find a coach. Um, and so they thought, you know, well, we'll just cut the program. And so they just, I don't remember if it was an announcement to us or we just sort of heard through the grapevine, like, hey, we're getting rid of softball. And my freshman year of college here, we actually did not have a baseball program. Um, and so I thought, man, I believe them. You know, if we don't have a baseball program, well, then, of course, we're not going to have a softball program. Right. And if anything, like, you're going to have the baseball before yeah, the softball. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like we're winning. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're just not, you know, we weren't even winning. So we weren't even a successful, successful program. And so, you know, it just made sense that they were going to get rid of us. But a few of my teammates and I, we were like, no, they can't do that. Like, like let's go in and talk to the president about it and just see what he has to say. And I love that York College is a place where... I didn't have to ask for a meeting. Wayne Baker, the president. Wayne Baker okay. was the president, and I didn't have to ask for a meeting. We just walked in to where we are at right now, just walked <laughs> in and said, yeah. can we talk to President Baker? And they said, sure. You know, he's in his office. And we walked in and said, we heard that you're going to get rid of softball. And he said, you know, you don't have a coach. You're not a su- successful program. Like, you don't even have players coming in for next year. Mm-hmm. Here's all the reasons why. Yeah, like, Please tell me the reasons yeah, for. Yeah, and we said, okay, so if we find a coach and if we recruit players, we can keep the program. And he said, yeah, but, I mean, you're talking, it's already, like, April, May. Like, how are you going to do this? And That's not much well, turnaround time, yeah. Here we go. Let's just do it. <laughs> and we just started calling friends. And, um, yeah, we recruited a ton of players, and we convinced – a man who had just moved to town to coach us, who had never coached softball in his whole life, but he had moved to town and needed a job. And so we hired him to take over our program for just my junior year. And um, yeah, and then actually, and actually we won more games my junior year than we had my freshman and sophomore years together. You know, I think my freshman year, we didn't win any. My sophomore year, we won four games. My junior year, I think we won 15 games. And then my senior year, we won 31. So, I mean, we definitely like, you know, we saved the program. That's, yeah, that's a fun story. I mean, not very many people can say they, you know, save the program that they're currently coaching or yeah, anything awesome. like that. Yeah. that. That's really cool. Um, so what was it like, because um, you were a coach, right, a little bit towards the end of your career? What was that kind of transition like, you know, being, you know, an athlete and then all of a sudden you're coaching these people. How did that relationship kind of change? What was that like? Yeah, no, I think it went really well. Um, my, because we had hired someone that wasn't a softball coach my junior year, there were kind of a few of us. We were never called captains, but we basically were. Um, we, we did the lineups. We um, planned practices. We, we were already coaching in those moments, you know, um, so really my junior and senior year, um, the coaches that took over the program leaned on me for what I knew and respected me at a young age um, of, of uh, where I had come from. And uh, so they already kind of treated me like a coach. So, by the t- so I only coached my fifth year, my fifth year here. And uh, my teammates didn't have a hard time adjusting to me coaching because they had already been coached by me when I was their teammate. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually a really easy transition um, my fifth year. And, and then after my fifth year, I, you know, I graduated and I moved back home to California. So there really wasn't a, it really wasn't weird, I guess. Right. It, it wasn't, yeah. I was expecting, yeah, something, you know, sometimes it can be kind of hard, I guess. I mean, I would imagine it'd be tough, yeah. you know, one day you're, but I guess you're, as you were a player coach, you know, more as Yeah, I had already, I'm telling you, when I was that little kid, I dreamt of being a coach and I just sort of always was. I loved teaching someone how to play catch. 
I loved showing someone a fundamental of the game, you know. Um, yeah, so I just, I've always coached. Well, yeah, so I mean, that that opportunity with that coach, I mean, that was such a, I mean, probably hindsight. I mean, that was your opportunity and you did exactly what was needed in that moment. I yeah. Mean, for you to just take the reins and I'm going to run this, I'm going to take the show and yeah. Yeah, I just sort of did it. I mean. And something because it's, I mean, that's just what needed to be done. I mean, that's, you wanted to have softball and you didn't probably necessarily know that you were going to be hired as a coach later on down the road. Yeah, you just no, wanted to be playing softball yeah, now. Yeah, no, definitely not. I just <laughs> wanted to have a season because I wanted to play, and um, and I had fallen in love with the game again. And mm-hmm. so I just thought, no, this can't be over. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way this is over. Like, we're, we're going to finish this. Because after graduation, um, you took a professional role with the college. What kind of was that kind of like? Yeah, so when I graduated, I moved home for, I think, 11 months, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I think every week I had called York, like, you know, are there any jobs available? <laughs> like, I just want to come back, you know, I can't believe I have to live in California again, you know. I, I went to um, Southern California, actually, to watch my niece, um, Brianna, play, who actually played for me um, when I first took her over the program in 2014 here. But I went to watch her um, play in Southern California, and on the way home from that trip, I I thought, man, you know, I think I need to call Jared, like, um, who is Jared Stark, who mm-hmm. is now our vice president of athletics, who back then was just an admissions counselor here on campus, and um, he's gonna be mad that I said just an admissions. Counselor. I was gonna say admissions counselor is like the place to oh, be, yeah. I guess and here. He, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he. I don't know. He'll probably listen to this podcast, and unfortunately, he yeah, he was so good at it. Like it was so annoying, like competing against him all the time, and I just wanted to beat him all the time. I love um, competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, but I told my sister, I said, "Man, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about Jared. Like maybe I think I need to call him. Like as soon as we get like cell service, I'm gonna give Jared a call." And I had no idea that him and the vice president of enrollment at the time were going through a yearbook saying, man, who can we hire to be an admissions counselor? And they had both come to my picture and said, oh, man, what about Ronnie? Ronnie would be a good admissions counselor. And then Jared's phone rang, and it was me calling him. That's ins- that. And the vice president said, offer her the job. It's got to like, be. That's I mean, God. You yep. know, just give that's her the job. That's meant to be, yeah. Yeah, and so he asked me if I wanted an admissions counselor. I said, you know, can I think about it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Did and, you really need to think? And I think I called him like an hour later and said, <laughs> yes. I'll take it. And a couple weeks later, I was driving to York, Nebraska to be an admissions counselor. And I um, was an admissions counselor here until 2005. And I loved it. I was in charge of uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and I did a lot of traveling in that area. And I'm still very good friends with a lot of the youth ministers that I met during that time, and um, board members that were board members at the time from that area. And um, yeah, it was fun, and it, that really helped me when I became a college coach on recruiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew how to give a really good campus tour, and <laughs> you know, I knew how to recruit. I knew the lingo. I understand financial aid. There was yeah. just I had a leg up on. Um, a lot of things that maybe you're not sure of. You were more aware of the college experience of you know how to get someone to college, yep. which prepared you as a head coach. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's awesome. Oh yeah, I love when stuff like that. You know, you don't think that oh I'll never use this skill or I'm doing this job and it'll never be transferable, right. and then boom, your next job is exactly where all that information picked yeah, up. Yeah, everything that I did really led up to where I'm where I'm at, and God really knew where I was supposed to be. And so then. Um, after your time, you became a high school 
uh, softball yep, coach, so right? Yeah, so 2005, I moved home. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and we went. I went home to um, be with her and to help her, and um, she's great. She Good, great. won that battle and um, is doing incredible, and so she's great. And, but while I was home, um, it also happened to be my 10-year high school reunion, and so I went to that, and I saw my husband there, and... Uh, and uh, we started dating and um, got married and I lived in the Bay Area. And so, yeah, I coached at Dublin High School and uh, coached and taught at Dublin High School. And then I uh, went to, uh, then we got stationed in San Diego. And then after being stationed in San Diego, right. we moved. he's in the military. Right? Yep. yep, went back to the Bay Area after that. And then I started teaching and coaching at Encinal High School. Mm -hmm. and. The Bay Area, and then um, in 2014, I um, applied for the job here and got it. Perfect. I guess we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but what were some of the experiences as like a high school coach and then your time at your college that kind of prepared you to be a head coach or some of those things? Yeah, I mean, I would say that my time as a high school coach and my time as a travel ball coach, just um, really just understanding teenagers and... Um, understanding parents mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, just really learning more about the game. You know, uh, I went to a lot of coaching clinics during that time, just trying to um, understand the game better, um, you know, understanding what competitive softball looks like, uh, recognizing a good practice plan and a bad practice plan. Um, you know, I don't know, I, I'd say everything I did. I became a mom at that time too, you know, our daughter, uh, Peyton was born in 2009 and you know and then Aubrey in 2012 and so I had to manage being a mom and a wife and a coach all at the same time and um, so yeah I mean I think all of that just prepared me. Um, were there any coaches I mean I mean besides your coaches Coach Z and Coach Shabak um, what um, what were some other maybe coaches that maybe influenced you maybe at a bigger level? Um, were there any other coaches that kind of influenced um, your style? I mean, um, as far as my style goes, everybody says I coach the Madera way. And it's always a compliment when I hear that, you know, oh, man, you coach the Madera way. And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And that is all Coach Shawback. You know, um, I, I love that lady. And so... Um, but, you know, uh, Coach Roberta Garcia, she um, coached us my freshman year and then, and then left us and started coaching in Fresno. Um, but she's still a huge mentor to me today. Um, so really, I mean, there's lots of coaches from the Valley that um, I, I just watched growing up that I thought, man, you know, I, I definitely learned a lot from. Um, a lot of my friends that I played with that um, we call them, we call each other phone a friends <laughs> like uh, when we just need that phone a friend when we're going through a hard time or we just need something more um, I'm very blessed to have friends like that that coach NCAA Division one right now you know um, Linda Garza she's the head coach at Fresno State right now we play travel ball together and um, she's one of my phone a friends Courtney Diefel she's the head coach at Arkansas so she's coaching in the SEC and She's absolutely one of my phone of friends, you know. Um, Katie Reeves is at um, Abilene Christian University. She um, coached at Oklahoma Wesleyan when I first started coaching at York College, and so she's just become kind of one of my softball besties. And 
Um, so I'm definitely influenced by, um, by all of them. Rhonda Ravel, who is at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, she has just been such an incredible mentor to me since I've been here in 2014. Um, she is just such an amazing, amazing um, person for the state of Nebraska when it comes to just advocating for athletes and coaches. And um, I just um, couldn't do it without, you know, those great women. It is great to have those colleagues within the industry that you can turn to and because I mean nine times out of ten they face the problem that you faced or they've yep. similar or something like that so oh, yeah. to be blessed with those or yeah that's that's that makes it everything so much easier but you mentioned the Madero way what does that mean like <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea sometimes I, I, I think it may or I guess what maybe, does it mean to you you know maybe my mannerisms maybe the fact that I am all about fundamental softball um, my players will tell you that we do PPFs which are pre-practice fundamentals every single day um, they'll also tell me that I'm sometimes very repetitive but it's very important to me that we get things done perfectly and so we will do things very repetitively at times um, you know, uh, I don't really yell. I'm not a yeller. My players who come from programs where they came from programs that had yellers by yellers have a hard time sometimes adapting to my personality, which is not a yelling personality. I don't yell. I mean, the voice that I'm using in this interview is the voice I use when I'm angry and they hate it. They want me to just scream at them. And they be want, mad. Yeah, they <laughs> if you're going to be mad, be mad. They want me to be mad and I'm just... I have mannerisms like my dad. My dad's very calm and collected too. And um, and so, I don't know, I guess stuff like that, you know, I guess that would be, I don't know, because I mean, Charbeck has been mad at me. She's yelled. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just take it as a huge compliment when they I think say the, I do things the Madera way. I think it's the fundamental thing where you, yeah. if you're going to do, you have to do the basic things right before you can yeah. even do anything. Yeah, so and I, think I like that's to a, bunt. Yeah. A, I, I love bunting, so I love the small game. Um, and that's I, and that's just repetition. You have to, I mean, that's yep. a finesse thing. And so oh, yeah, yeah, it just takes re repetition. Yeah, I did a camp about a month ago with uh, one of the Hastings College coaches, and um, one of my stations I was in charge of was bunting, and the Hastings College coach was, oh yeah, and Coach Miller, she bunts. Like even when we, they're like, we prepare a week before we play York, and just to be prepared for the bunt, and we still Get. can't handle it, you know. And I was laughing listening to her talk about it because I thought, man, okay, well that's awesome that I'm known. When's for the that. bunt gonna come? I love when it. Is I love it? that I'm known for my that for that small game. I think that that's exciting. Well, that opens up so many other things. If they're thinking about that, you have so many uh, other yeah, things. Then, yeah, yeah, I love I love watching defenses try to figure out what we're gonna do next. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know what you think. I know what you're. Expecting. I'm glad that you and think. I'm not gonna do that because <laughs> I know you're expecting it. And yeah. That's the strategy. That's what I love. That seems like, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a um, kind of a similar coach um, when I went. To, so I bowl. I'm a bowler. Mm -hmm. um, and so I bowled at UNL for a year. Um, but while I was there, I got to meet um, Bill Straub, which was the women's bowling coach who coached like 16 national titles or something like that. Just a phenomenal in individual. He is very much the Nebraska way. It is fundamentals. It is, mm -hmm. if you're going to repeat the same thing, you need to be repetitious and all those types of things. So uh, I, I understand. I think that, and I love that. And that's how I try to coach is that fundamentals are very important because you can't get to the next step if you don't have these basics. Um, so talk to me about coming here as a head coach. How did you seven years ago end up um, getting that call to become the head coach and transition to becoming here? Yeah, you know, I believe that God has been a part of 
um, my transitions, like, I mean, it's just crazy how it happened. You know, I thought of Jared that day. I called him. He was already looking at my picture to be an admissions counselor. And then almost very crazy, you know, the same time about being a softball coach, my husband came home. My husband um, proudly served 20 years in the United States Coast Guard. And we were at year 18 when we lived in Alameda and he came home from work uh, very upset, just very unhappy and said, you know, I think I'm done. Like when I hit 20, I'm done. And I thought, you know, we don't make decisions on highs and lows. Like that was always a thing that I've always been taught. You never make decisions on highs and lows. And I told my husband, you know, you're, you're in a low moment. We don't make decisions on low moments. Go to work tomorrow. It'll be okay. And he came home every day that week saying the same thing. This is not a low. This is, this is happening. Like I am done at 20. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. And I, and he said, and, but on that last day of that week, he said, I am done at 20 we, and we need to start chasing your dream. You have followed me like you said you would, but if you want to coach at your college, cause I'd always said I wanted to, we need to call Jared and we need to follow your dream. And the very next day, Jared called me just randomly. <laughs> and I showed the phone to my husband. He said, tell him. Answer it now. And, like, <laughs> and jokingly, you know, Jared was like, okay, when are you going to move here and coach softball? And Because he always used to do that. He always used to call and say, when are you moving here to Tomorrow, coach softball? Tomorrow, if you're offering. <laughs> yeah. And I usually would say, oh, not now, you know, or I don't know, maybe in five years, ten years. And I said, you know, actually, I'm kind of interested in maybe moving back. And, and he was like, are you serious? Because we just yeah. had an opening. And he goes, I would love for you to apply. That was 2014. That was in 2014, and I said, "Well, you know, Kenny's only been to visit York once. You know, um, I want to come out and and show Kenny campus. You don't have to show me campus. You need to show Kenny campus. (laughs) And you really, you just need to sign. You need to sell him. You need to sell Kenny. If you can sell Kenny, then I'm yours. But if you can't sell Kenny, then I'm not. We're gonna have a hard time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember when we came for the interview, um, we were told we would get five minutes with President Ekman. Um, Because he was very busy that weekend and we we would only have five minutes with him. And so I said, okay. And in my mind, President Ekman had big shoes to fill because President Wayne Baker was such a big part of my life that I thought, man, you know, no one's going to be able to fill President Baker's shoes. And man, President Ekman filled his shoes in 40 minutes of talking to him, you know, and that's what happened. We, he said he had five minutes for us and he was with us for, I think an hour. (laughs) And he was so concerned about our marriage. He just said, you know, you know, if Ronnie takes this job, you still have two years left in the Coast Guard. You'll be in California. Ronnie will be in Nebraska. How is your marriage? Will your marriage be able to handle this? If your marriage can handle this, then you can have this job. But if your marriage can handle this, I don't want to put you in. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to be known for someone that, you know, I'm not going to be responsible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I, and or I will feel responsible. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he talked to us about, well, he had us share with him our faith, you know, my testimony of how I became a Christian. And he just spent so much time worrying about us as people and our marriage that after that meeting, Kenny said, where do we sign? <laughs> I, 
Oh my gosh, yes, you can. If you care this much, and I'm not even hired here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, "Where do we sign?" He's like, "Man, I love that he cares so much about our marriage. Like, we we can do this, and we can do this with you there and me here. Like, we can do this." And so, yeah. So I took the job, and we moved, or me and Peyton, my oldest, we moved here in August of 2014, and Kenny and Aubrey actually stayed in California for a year, and then um, Aubrey then moved with me year two, so then I had Kenny, or I had Peyton and Aubrey here year two, and then year three, Kenny moved out full-time. What was some of the, I guess, maybe some of the challenges of that time period, because obviously it probably wasn't the smoothest thing in the world, but maybe I'm wrong also. (laughs) No, it was terrible. It was awful. I had never been away from my daughters before, ever, and so, um, you know, from January to May, um, I was without Aubrey, um, and it was awful, and both girls would have nightmares at night. Because they'd probably never been separated either. They'd never been separated. They didn't know where each other were, you know. Um, You know, Kenny would fly out, but goodbyes were awful. Peyton and I would drive Kenny to the airport in Omaha, and as soon as we would get close to the airport, Peyton would recognize where we were, and she would just start crying. She knew Daddy was leaving. I know what's coming, yeah. She knew Daddy was leaving again, and it was awful saying goodbye. I had already done that with him being in the Coast Guard. He would go out at sea. I was used to the goodbyes. Mm -hmm. They were never easy, but I I was used to those. Peyton was not, so Peyton would have to go through that. And thank God Peyton found Callie Lonis. That was a huge <laughs> thing for us. You know, Callie and Peyton are still best friends, and she would get to be there. I would call Christy Lonis and say, hey, Kenny's leaving tomorrow, so can Callie be a little extra nice to Peyton tomorrow at school or, or whatever that looks like? And she would say, we're on it, you mm-hmm. know, and um, that was just so good for them. And, and But then after that, that, sem- that, after that first semester where I was without Aubrey, I told Kenny, never again. I will never leave Aubrey again. Like, I'll bring Aubrey year two. And, and I had some players um, those first couple years that hated how much I was focused on my marriage and my daughters rather than them. It was really, really hard on them at times. They probably didn't think it was fair. But, I mean, they're the kids or whatever. Also, they don't understand. Yeah, they didn't understand it. And, and, you know, and I look back on those moments, and, yeah, it wasn't fair to them. It was Mm -hmm. not fair to my players that that it happened this way. And, and, uh, you know, but York looks towards the future. And York knew when they hired me that the first few years were probably going to be really bad. I had college friends, you know, Coach Garza, you know. I remember her telling me, like, man, the first five years are going to be hard. And I remember thinking, man, the first five years, like, oh, I was expecting one or two. Yeah, (laughs) she was right. Like the first five years of my career here were, there were some awful moments of just getting adjusted to being a college coach and trying to figure this out. And, you know, um, even that year three when Kenny retired and, you know, I mean, life was so different for him. I mean, he had been in the military for 20 years. So him trying to adjust to just civilian life was a difficult time you know within mm-hmm. us our our you know transition here and you know and so um yeah i mean we def- it definitely wasn't easy but man you know i'm i'm so thankful for year seven you know because <laughs> we have been through so much and i love the relationship i have with my current team um i love the players that i'm coaching right now and very blessed that I'm coaching another one of my nieces right now um and so yeah it's just it's really cool yeah building a program I can't imagine is easy especially you know one that was on the brink of you know disappearing at one point in time and I imagine 16 years later the program had gotten into a better place but I'm sure it was still in a 
maybe in a so-so area. So yeah, I mean, building that culture that you want and not that previous coach's culture and every you know, developing those those mm-hmm. players and everything like that. So yeah, I could only imagine the, the process and everything. That... No, and I would say maybe this past graduating class, um, this class that just graduated in May, that, that was really special for me. Um, I recruited them. They played four years here. Um, one is a super senior because of COVID gets to come back and play for me again. There you go. So I'm really excited. That's Maddie Romero. I'm really excited to have Maddie Romero back. She's from Bakersfield, California. And um, that class was really special to me because I got they kind of got to see me at a low moment and then up until my up until okay, coach is getting it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think that that um, has been special. I hope it's been special for them because, um, you know, they've definitely been special for me. Um, and now these classes now, you know, even my graduating class this year, you know, I have a couple of players who, yeah, it was just really fun. They have some really fun, um, both of them have really fun stories of how I found them and, and the fact that they've made it to graduation and they'll be graduating in May. It's just, you know, it's really special to me. So it's it's really special to watch them walk across stage, you know, to know where they came from and what they've been through and here they are and they've made it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. you've had... Um... Yeah, I mean, it's always fun to have that impact and mm-hmm. especially to see oh, the yeah. impact and everything. So that, yeah. that's cool. Um, life here in New York so far. So you've you've lived here for what has been seven years and then for almost 12, 13 years, something like that. I guess. I have no idea. It seems like on and forever. off. I yeah, mean, it it's not like, straight 13 yeah. years. It's kind of on and off. Yeah, but, it seems like forever. But no. Uh, so what has what was York like to you when you first arrived? And then I guess. How is York now versus, you know, when you're a professional in the community as opposed to just, you know, an undergrad living here and maybe not expecting, I guess you said you always wanted to live here, but yeah. kind of what, 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 what was the reasoning behind that? Yeah, you know, York reminded me of old school Madeira, you know, when I first got here. I loved that, you know, everybody banked at Cornerstone. I mean, it wasn't Cornerstone then, but it was everybody banked there, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and when I walked in. You know, my parents had set up a bank account for me my freshman year, and so I would walk in, and they knew my name. They knew who I was right away. There weren't a lot of people that looked like me, so I know <laughs> I stood out a bit, um, you know, being Mexican-American. But um, I love that. I love that there was one place in town you went to get your car worked on, and, you know, we all shopped at Super V, you know, or yep. Grand Central. Grand Central. Yeah, yep. but um, I love that people know who you are when you walk in you know um i've been eating carrot cake at chances are since 1997 i love that you know um that is just um i love that that to me reminds me of old school madeira and um and so that that's what i loved about i love how small it is i love that we don't have traffic or you know Traffic to us is, you know, school drop-off. I was going to say, it's the uh, 20 minutes at 8 in the morning, (laughs) and then it's probably 10 minutes at 5 o'clock when everybody's driving downtown. Right. And then at 5.15, you would have no idea. (laughs) Yep, I know when the lights start flickering red, you know. I know when you hit a green light at the right time, you know you're going to get the rest of the green Get all the way through, yep. All the way through, you know. Um you know coming down sixth street you know if that you if, if that light just turned red you're gonna be sitting there right yeah i know so i love that and there's still so much about york that is exactly the same as it was in 1997 mm-hmm. you know i still eat the same cheesecake yep. or, or excuse me carrot cake i still you know get my car worked on at moguls 
I, you know, bank at Cornerstone Bank. We open Paint and Aubrey bank accounts at Cornerstone. And I love that. It's just, I love York, you know? Yeah, hope to be here a long time. That's super cool because, yeah, I mean, those are a lot of the reasons that I love this town. I mean, I grew up here, born and raised. And so, yeah, I love when people fall in love with my town. That's yep. that's what I love. Oh, yeah. Um, what are some, like, fun things that you guys do um, as a family or as individuals? Like, what are some things that you uh, do to stay entertained, whether it's activities or volunteering or church or what? Or what? Yeah, I mean, um, we're very we're very involved at you know East Hill uh, Church of Christ. Um, our, my daughter is now in junior high, so she loves being involved with East Hill, uh, the middle school uh, uh, program that we have there. Um, we love going to the movies. We love going to Sun Theater. Um, we the girls love riding their bikes. They're finally of the age where I'm like like I'm still a Californian, so like it freaks out <laughs> like letting them ride their bike like without me being able to see them, but. I'm finally okay with them riding their bike and so they love riding their bikes and I love spending time with friends you know I have a lot of friends here in town that I went to college with um, you know that I love hanging out with them and I love that our children are the same age and um, we get to kind of they get to grow up together and you always joke about how oh you and your friends are gonna live in the same town and your children we raised together and I'm really doing that you know mm -hmm. I think it's so cool that um, that people I went to college with are still some of my best friends and our children are best friends and you know that's just it's just very special and you know I try to be very involved with York Fusion now um you know I I, I was asked to be their pitching coach last year so I've done a lot with their pitchers um my softball team did the evaluations this year for them um you know yeah so we try to stay as busy as we can you know my daughter Aubrey dances for Kirby you know, um, and so, yeah, I don't know, we're Yorkies. It sounds like, yeah, you, you keep busy for sure. You know, yeah. no, no problem there. Yeah. Um, I guess some people think that there's nothing to do in this town, but I think they're only limited by their minds. Oh, yeah, I know. Because there are, everybody likes to say they come to York for a slower pace of life. Well, mm -hmm. it's kind of slow, but it can also pick up if you get pretty involved here. Right. So, yeah, that, that's great. Recruitment, you kind of focus on it with um, your position, mm -hmm. but um, how would you recruit someone to York um, if you were, you know, you, you kind of do that already, but what are some of your um, tactics or things that you like to tell your players? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, because I have such a unique story coming from the Central Valley, I, in fact, I have quite a few players um, that are Central Valley players that play for me. Their parents are very trusting of me because... I'm a Central Valley kid and I came here and I survived and I'm still here. Um, but a big part of how I recruit is by telling them that they're gonna be a part of my family. You know, my players do their laundry at my house. Um, I have players that have their cars parked at my house right now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they, you know, come to my house and open my fridge and eat the food out of my fridge. and. You get you an know, extended family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, um, they they get to be just a part of my family. But, but to show them that I came from where they're at and I did it and I survived and I'm still here, that that's really one of my biggest recruiting tactics, I guess, is that, look, I did it and I'm still here. And, you know, your daughter, I, yeah, if she doesn't, if she leaves your college and she's just a better softball player, well, then I didn't do my job, but your daughter's going to leave and she's going to be a better woman, you know, and 
um, my focus is going to be on making sure that someday she's a better employee, she's a better mom, she's a better wife, you know, and um, then I will feel like I have done my job, you know, by by them seeing my example and, you know, from that. And, you know, I love showcasing our professors. I love, um, I love it when I get to bring them in and they get to meet our president. Um, it's so special to them that, man, like, oh my gosh, we've already met your president. That's so cool. Like, we know, we, you know, some of their parents who maybe have gone to bigger colleges, you know, they don't even know what their president at their college looked like, you know, whereas right. here, you know. Let them get a meeting with him on a tour. Yeah, you know, and Dr. <laughs> Smith, he has like a photo directory on his desk and he studies it because he wants to know, he is going to memorize your child's face. He wants to know their name and he's going to say hello to them and know their name and know where they're from. And I love that we have that type of place here where, you know, we have people studying their faces because they want to know their name. Mm-hmm. How special is that, you know, so. He should be practicing with like, Oh, yeah. Their faces covered up Face and mask. just trying to get their eyes because that's yeah. the challenge now. Is, um, yeah. This afternoon, I'm or this morning, I met with Billy Galones and he came into the office. And I had my mask on. He's, I'm here to meet with Derek. Hi. <laughs> oh, I recognize your voice now. And it's like, yep, yep, yep. These darn masks. If you don't know people from their eyes up, yeah. you don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes it hard. Um, so we'll jump into our rapid fire questions now. These are just some fun questions to round, round out the interview. Um, what is a favorite restaurant here in York County? Some a place where, you know, when family comes or or anything like that. What's a, a good your favorite restaurant? Chances are. Chances are. Oh yeah, yeah. My brother loves the prime rib. Um, I love country fried steak. Um, my daughter loves the spaghetti. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. My other daughter loves the pan fried chicken. So. Oh, Miss yeah. the salad bar. I can't wait until. Oh yeah. That comes Lunch back. Salad bar, man. <laughs> The best, the... Um, I guess it is back, but I mean, it's just, yeah, it's the different. Yeah, bread pudding. Yeah, the, oh, all of it. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that's like to my heart. Like, <laughs> I just, I love that. But yeah, chances are. For sure, for sure. Um, this fun question. Uh, your college is getting esports. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on esports here at your college? Yeah, I think it's really cool. I don't really know much about it. I'm on the hiring committee for the head coach, and so I've definitely learned a lot about it since being on the hiring committee and understanding it. I've researched it a little bit. Is it a variety of games? It's not just one game? Yeah, it's not just one game. I okay. think it'll be multiple games, um, at least from what I remember from the interview. <laughs> um, I mean, all games that I've never played ever in my whole life, but they sound really cool. I love the idea that um, where they play is known as an arena. That's kind of so cool. So we'll have an yeah. arena on That's campus cool. somewhere for them to play. and. Um, yeah, I just think it's I think it's exciting. Anything that's gonna up our enrollment and bring you know new students here and um, something that our students and faculty and staff can get excited about. I think it's I think it's awesome. I mean, how awesome is that? You know, you can be so good at playing video games and get a college get a college scholarship. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. a dream. I mean, kind yeah. of for someone, I, I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's that mom that's yelling at their kid right now to stop playing video games. You know, and but you're like, no, keep playing. <laughs> I want you to get the scholarship. Yeah, you're get a scholarship at your college. You know, that's. I think it's awesome. I think it's so cool. I can't I, wait to see more about it. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, because it's going to help round out your, I mean, it's going to bring in a different type of student and it's only going to make your student body more diverse, more round and learn more oh, yeah. about other people. So, yeah, I think it's great. You know, I think it's going to be so cool to have those new student athletes on campus. 
it'll be interesting to see how they balance um, practice with being in front of a TV for so long. I feel like they need to get outside or something uh, every now and again or something. Yeah, I asked. I think I had asked if there were going to be weight room time. Yeah. Are they going to be taking my weight yeah. room time? Taking my weight room time because I like the five thirty time. So. I don't think you have to be worried. And then maybe unless they're staying up all night, you know, they might. Hey, they probably some stamina, so I'm sorry. We gotta figure that out. Oh, that's fun. That's funny. Uh, what's a favorite meal here in the community, or either um, a home cooked meal, or is there like a a meal that chances are that maybe you um, have to have, or maybe both. It, I mean, I love food, so I'd be yeah, okay I love food. Too. Food. I love entertaining. I love. I mean, believe me, I am so ready for COVID to be over um, because we just have done zero entertaining at the house, and I love having people over, and I love to cook. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. cooking for them is um, really important to me. Um, my mother-in-law makes the best tacos ever, and I've learned how to make her tacos, and so. That's kind of what I'm known for. In fact, the president, our new president, Sam Smith, when he moved here, I had him and his family over and I made them my mother-in-law's tacos and they still talk about them. And so I don't know about, about you, what I like to eat, but I just, I love to make things. I love to make my mom's enchiladas. And um, when I was a college student here, I went to Oklahoma and I had poppy seed chicken for the first time because I just grew up never eating casseroles. Like my mom just doesn't. Cook. We just don't. Cook we don't do casseroles. casseroles. Nope. Just, that's some very Midwestern. Yeah, yeah I never yep. heard of what yep. a casserole was, and so I had poppy seed <laughs> casserole, poppy seed chicken, and oh my gosh! And so I, um, she gave me her recipe. And how do I learn to cook that? So yeah. I know how to make that now, and I love making poppy seed casserole, and um, so I don't know. I guess stuff like that, but yeah, I just love. I love to cook. Um, my husband and I, for our wedding anniversary and for my birthday every year, we go to Chances Are and we get steak and lobster. And oh. that's like also one of my favorite things to get at Chances Are. Yeah, they do a great job down there. Mm-hmm. Very love that place. Love going oh, yeah. down there, everything. Um, what's a favorite memory uh, that you have here in York County? And I guess we could do a series of memories maybe if you have more than one. Or um, what's something that kind of sticks out in your mind as a... Uh, Something just you find that you look back on. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would probably have lots of really cool memories. Um, obviously, I love the very first time I brought my husband here was in 2010 for uh, Caleb Rush and Aubrey Sanchez's wedding. And Caleb, I love yes. Caleb. Oh, Andrew yeah. was in yes. my high school class. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Okay, yeah. So, um, in fact, my daughter Aubrey is named after Aubrey Sanchez, who's married to Caleb Rush. And... Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I brought Kenny in 2010 um, for their wedding, so that was the first time he got to see Yark College and meet a bunch of my friends and family here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that's such an incredible memory. Um, every year I celebrate my birthday at Jim and Donna Hines' house, um, who were my adoptive parents here when I was a college student. Um, so all of those birthdays, um, sledding, um you know, at uh, Do you the, go to the Arboretum. Golf? Arboretum. Yeah. Yeah. Ar- yeah. What park is that called? Um, uh, Foster Park. Foster Park. Yeah. So sledding at Foster Park. Um, Do you ever go sledding at the country club? No, I've never uh, done that. was that. like the old school, like okay. when I was very young. Yeah. Like, and then they built the sledding hill over at Harrison to kind yep. of get people out of there. Oh, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> so, I've never done that. Um, the, yeah. The one, the one with the water. Uh, just to your yeah. left is a perfect sledding hill. Oh man, I'll have to remember that. If you can yeah. sneak on, it's fun. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's probably pretty good. Um, 
when I graduated from college in 2001, it was the first Saturday in May, and the tornado sirens went off at noon. No. And my sister-in-law freaked out. It was awesome. It was so cool. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. All, oh, it's all coming. of our family that was here visiting from California was like, oh, my gosh, what? Is, that, is, that the, is there a tornado? Like, Did no you play with them? Did you oh, like, yeah, totally. everybody, quick, yeah, quick. Yeah, everybody get on wherever, wherever we're at. Like, we have to find a place to hide, you know, and... <laughs> I don't even know my sister-in-law. I'm sure she remembers that. That's funny. um, I think there was actually a really bad storm like the night before, too. So it just made it even more perfect. But it's so sunny outside. Are they sure? Yeah, I know. It's beautiful. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. More memories. Uh, Well, it's a good problem to have. Too many memories to choose from. Yeah, lots of memories here. And so, yeah, I love York. yeah, I don't know. Taking Peyton to the first day of school, you know, it was probably a pretty cool memory. Taking Aubrey to the first day of school. Um, watch, just watching them grow up now here, I think is really special because I don't have my brothers and sisters that live nearby. Uh, um, they call everybody aunt and uncle, you know, and I love that. I hope my friends love it too, um, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and I, and of course my friends' kids call me Aunt Ronnie, and I love that they call me Aunt Ronnie and aren't really sure how I'm their aunt, um, but, <laughs> but they know I am. Yeah, and so it's that's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, next one, since we all love food, if you were a type of food, what type of food would you be? It's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like my personality. Uh, I don't know. Maybe something sweet. Cause I'm sweet, uh, maybe. And then sometimes I think, oh, an onion. You have to kind of peel back. You know, That's a good one. Layers. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah. That's all right. We'll skip that one. No idea. Favorite county or local event? Is there something every year that you look forward to? Whether it's like Songfest or York Fest or going down to like. Bradshaw days or something like that. What's something you look forward yeah, to? Yeah, I'd say probably two things. Uh, farmers market. Mm-hmm. I love farmers market when that start when that opens up. I'm so excited. Um, and uh, York Fest for sure. Uh, I'm super bummed that we didn't get to do the home run derby this year. Yes. Uh, York College baseball and York College softball. We run the home run derby every year, and we do a clinic for mm-hmm. free for everybody. And we didn't get to do that this year, but I love love the parade. My daughters love the candy they get. <laughs> um, you know. Next year's just gonna have to be even bigger and better, I, I hope think, so. or something. Yeah, just to make up for right. not having the one. Yeah. So. All right, last um, little segment here uh, before we wrap everything up is just a fun little segment called "What's Making Us Happy." Um, it's where we just kind of talk about the fun things going on in our life. Um, mine is these podcasts right now. Um, I love getting sitting down with meeting new people yeah. in my community. Um, you've touched on it this community isn't that big so we shouldn't be strangers um, with how prominent um, our rules are and everything so um, I'm having a lot of fun getting to know all these uh, York College professional professionals uh, both professors alumni coaches um, it's been a lot of fun just getting to know um, know these people because there is that I mean there is the divide that exists uh, between York and York College and we're trying to uh, get rid of that and so um, I'm I'm very excited to learn more and I'm looking forward to getting to meet more people so that's what's making me really happy right now yeah what about you 
Yeah, you know, um, softball coaches, or probably coaches in general, we just don't really get a lot of breaks. And so really for me, Thanksgiving to New Year's is my only break. Um, and so right now I am on a break. Yep. Um, yep. I'm watching a lot of Netflix. <laughs> Getting caught up from. We're watching yep. Christmas Queen's movies. Gambit. You got to oh, add that. Okay, I will add that. Yep. I've seen it, but I got to add that. Right now we're all about Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and hot cocoa and ton- we have so much sweets at the house right now. Have you made those uh, chocolate hot cocoa bombs or whatever? No, we haven't made them. <laughs> I've seen them. We bought um, Christmas cookies from Sincerely Nicole and we mm-hmm. bought um, cake pops from L&H Sweets and uh, we try to, you know, I'm not really a baker so anytime my friends that have Things that they were like companies where they bake goods. I love buying those. So we have. <laughs> I will support the heck out of yes, those. Yes, yeah. we support those <laughs> groups like crazy, and so we have a lot of that stuff at our house right now. Um, you know, we're doing way too much eating. Um, you know, uh, keeping in touch with my recruits right now and uh, my players, and me- they're messing around with me, and they know how much I love Amazon, so. They're sending me funny texts about, you know, Amazon being at my house too much right now, which is true. They are. The Amazon truck just passed yeah, again. Yeah, they're like, oh. Third must time be, today. Must be on its way to Coach's house. Yeah. Um, really, so what's making me very happy right now is just spending a lot of really good time with my husband and my daughters and um, really ready for COVID to just be away so I can enjoy my friends. You know, I really miss, I really miss my friends right now. Um, and really just kind of preparing for hopefully a season mm-hmm. in January. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, when is, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know when your first like home um, competition is? Oh man, I don't. Um, it would be the first week of March. March 18th. We will look forward to the first uh, game up here at, um, you play at the ballpark complex out um, now. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that'll be great. I'm looking forward. I love that complex. That's yep. been such a great addition to the community as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'll have to try and get up there and get to a couple games. Oh, yeah, that's been great. Perfect. Well, thank you again for your time. Uh, I just want to uh, thank you and uh, for taking the last hour and 20 minutes for sitting down with me. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, but I will let you close out the show. I'll let you uh, leave it with any words of wisdom, a quote, um, final thoughts, anything you want to promote, whatever. Um, the floor is yours to say as you want. Man, yeah, that's hard to finish off with. Um, I guess if I if I were to finish, I don't know, it's just to remind everybody to, I mean, we're, we are definitely living in a time right now that is really difficult and really frustrating but you know at the end of the day you just need to be really kind and man I love kind people just unusually kind people like I think that's great I think that's I think that's what you get here at your college too professors faculty and staff we're just you know we're very kind people and I and I I I really hope that when my players leave your college that that they at least learned that and um, but if we as a community can just really just remember to just be kind to one another, um, we'll just be so much better. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time, and uh, I appreciate everything. You have a yeah, great day. Thank you. You too. This is 17 County.
a new podcast brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you.